Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including great guests all day long. Randolph Childress is one of the greatest players in the history of Wake Forest basketball. The Deeks are celebrating him and our recent guest, Dave Odom, and the rest of the 1995 ACC champions tonight at the Joel in Winston-Salem. If you haven't been following the Deeks closely, you may not know that Randolph is also an assistant coach to Danny Manning as we speak, and Randolph's son, Brandon Childress, is one of the best, if not the best, players on the team. Son tweeted this about Dad very recently. Brandon on his Twitter account. I love you, man. I can't thank God enough for this blessing. Best father, coach, supporter, best friend, brother anybody can ask for. It is a special relationship. Randolph was a special player. He is a special guy. He will be honored with his teammates, former teammates, and former coach Dave Odom tonight in Winston-Salem. We, of course, have Duke visiting near the NCAA tournament bubble NC State tonight to discuss. That is a national TV game on ESPN at 9 o'clock. Louisville has gone from first place in the ACC to an identity crisis. That's a bad thing in late February. March Madness is just around the corner as Duke and Florida State and a lot of others around the country keep doing great things, preparing for the big bracket. Maryland has won nine in a row in Big Ten country. Baylor has 23 wins in a row. Kansas has won 11 in a row. Gonzaga has won 18 in a row. Dayton has won 15 in a row. San Diego State still hasn't lost. That's 26 up and zero down for the soon-to-be, in all likelihood, champions of the Mountain West Conference. Louisville was on a roll of that sorts and now has dropped back-to-back -back games against middling teams in the ACC, Georgia Tech and Clemson. Those Cardinals try to get back on the winning track, but they host a tricky, dangerous, difficult opponent, a Hall of Fame coach in Jim Beheim, a talented team in Syracuse, Duke visiting NC State, Louisville hosting Syracuse, Wake celebrating some of its history among the college basketball highlights. As I was away yesterday, so I'll dive in as well on some NFL, some NBA. We have a Daytona 500 champion in Denny Hamlin in one of the closest finishes ever. Hamlin for the third time. Ryan Newman, by the way, the latest update on him. Still hospitalized but awake and speaking with doctors and family members after that scary, fiery crash at Daytona on Monday. Darren Vaught is both the producer of this program and was your guest host in my chair yesterday as I was on a campus tour of the University of South Carolina with my amazing daughter, Avery. She absolutely loved it. We saw the number one women's basketball team in the country, Don Staley's South Carolina Gamecocks, during our tour of campus Monday night and all day yesterday. We are happy to be back. We have some baseball to discuss, some Carolina Hurricanes to discuss. The NCAA transfer rules may be about to change, and that was a topic of discussion yesterday as I was unable to do my show, but as I did do some regular guest spot appearances 
messages by phone while driving my daughter from Columbia, South Carolina, back here to the great state of North Carolina yesterday. Darren, good to see you again. Intern Will is manning the phone lines, and we look forward to not only Randolph Childress, that'll be this hour, Wake Forest assistant coach and first-round draft pick from back in his playing days of the NBA. Rod Boone will drop by from the Athletic Carolina on all things NBA. Regular season action resumes tomorrow night in the association. The all-star break is not technically over just yet. Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, is also going to drop by today. Since we last talked with him, a long mission has been accomplished. The Stadium Series outdoor hockey game will be hosted by the Canes. It will be with their partner, of course, NC State, right there at Carter-Finley Stadium, the Wolfpack's football stadium, right across the parking lot from PNC Arena, the basketball-slash-hockey venue that the Wolfpack and the Hurricanes share. Tom Dundon will drop by third hour. Rod Boone later in the program as well. Randolph Childress in hour number one. Anything important to uh, report from your hosting yesterday, Darren, as best I can tell you because you know Avery personally, and maybe if you follow me on social media, you're aware of the Glenn family construct as well. You have the lovely and talented Maria. You have my 20-year-old son, Anthony, a proud member of Pirate Nation at ECU. Avery's up for grabs, man. We got, uh, we're going to build a fence around North Carolina. We're going to send her to one of these in-state <laughs> schools, get a little, get a little in-state tuition to take some of the financial pressure off. That doesn't hurt. We have a wonderful in-state university and college tradition in North Carolina, where, as you all know, I would think, or if you've been there or have any children in college or on their way there, it is a massive discount. And she loves App State, and she loves ECU, where her brother is. She loves UNC. She loves UNC Wilmington, among others. But... It may be an SEC state of North Carolina battle because whereas she likes those four instaters, among others, she has just visited South Carolina and definitely likes it more than she did before we left. Uh, she has been accepted at places like Georgia and Florida as well. Not sure she wants to go that far from, of course, the wonderful nest that is the Glenn household here in the capital city of Raleigh. We'll see about that. But uh, she said to say hello. She and I got a lot of quality time, man. Daddy-daughter yeah. time. Oh, man, I know you enjoyed Hashtag that. Hashtag girl dad. It's about a three or so hour drive in each direction from Raleigh to Columbia, South Carolina. We got some good photos. We got to experience the, the uh, sports culture. But we also tackled a lot of the things that matter, of course, academically and in other ways. I missed some baseball. Rob Manfred, unpopular as the commissioner of Major League Baseball uh, today, actually. You couldn't have even talked about this yesterday because Giancarlo Stanton, the Yankee slugger, took his shots at the Houston Astros and Rob Manfred. That was earlier today. Mike Trout and Justin Turner. Heck, LeBron James has joined this conversation. The basketball icon, his haters are probably telling him again to shut up and dribble. Meanwhile, those who know that he is a smart, competitive, thoughtful guy on and off the court may be interested in what he had to say about baseball, even as the iconic basketball star. The Canes got a nice win last night. You couldn't have talked about that. And I think other than what, Carolina losing again? Is that even newsworthy? Did you tackle the Tar Heels letting another lead get away at Notre Dame yesterday? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's same old song and dance, right? Not that it's not worth discussion. But holy cow, we have read that book. We have seen that script before. Another possible victory 
snatched away from the Tar Heels, this time by the Fighting Irish. I think most people know this, but it is worth reinforcing as Duke travels to NC State tonight. The reason we still talk about the Wolfpack as a possible NCAA tournament team is twofold. Do you know how many teams have winning records in quad one games, the most important games or the most challenging as defined by the NCAA selection committee? Quad one games. You would guess Duke has a winning record, and you're right. Five and one in the Blue Devils case. You may guess that Florida State and Louisville, who have been in the top ten a lot this season. Florida State's still number eight. The Cardinals have dropped to number 11 after back-to-back -back losses. You may guess that they have good records even against the most difficult competition in the most difficult venues. You'd also be right. There's only one other, and its name is Florida is, is NC State. So the Wolfpack also four and three in quad one games. That at least puts you on the radar. They're on Joe Lenardi's bubble at ESPN, for example. The other reason we still talk about the Wolfpack in this context, not up there with Duke or Florida State or Louisville, not even up there with Virginia, which is on the right side of the bubble. NC State is the only team in the ACC that still gets three whacks at the ultimate pinata, and that is three games against the ACC opponents that offer the most power points, if you will. It is Duke tonight at PNC Arena. It is Florida State Saturday at PNC Arena. And it is later this year, early March, where they visit the Duke Blue Devils. If you can steal, what are these other middling ACC teams going to do to build their resumes? They can't. At most, they have like one big game left. That's not enough. There are 10 teams that will go to Greensboro at the ACC tournament thinking we need to win this event to get into the NCAA tournament in a sport that is defined by the NCAA tournament. So the bottom 10 wished they were NC State because, again, at least the Wolfpack has those wins in quad one games. And, yes, the Wolfpack has two shots at Duke starting with tonight, one shot at Florida State, that one also in Raleigh. That's why Kevin Keats, in pursuit of his second NCAA tournament bid in his three years in Raleigh, is still in these conversations while 10 others are not. Mike Krzyzewski, of course, great shot at his first First place finish in the ACC since 2010. That has been a long drought in a category that Coach K does not care about nearly as much as the official ACC tournament championships or Final Fours or Sweet 16s or national titles. He, of course, is seeking his sixth NCAA title with the Blue Devils as well and seems well-positioned among a half-dozen others as having the best chance to do such things. We'll give you our thoughts on those headlines and others. How about this one? With John Beeline and the NBA's Cleveland Cavaliers parting ways, would any ACC team that may have a coaching vacancy this spring be interested in a guy who had great success at, among other places, West Virginia and Michigan? Maybe, maybe not. He is 67 years old, but he is universally respected as a college basketball coach, and I have a feeling we are about to have some vacancies here in ACC country. Todd and Kinston once in on baseball. Tom Dundon of the Hurricanes, third hour. Rod Boone, third hour. Randolph Childress, this hour. The former Deacon De Demon Deacon star and now Demon Deacon's assistant coach honored tonight at the Joel, our guest, in about 20 minutes. You can chime in on Louisville, Syracuse, Duke State, UNC's lost to Notre Dame, Dave Odom, Tim Duncan, Randolph Childress, and the other honorees tonight from that 1995 ACC title team at Wake Forest. What about no penalty transfers in college basketball and college football? Is it still the right thing to do to give them that one-year sit-out penalty? 
Some say that you're only encouraging the bailout mindset among young people when things don't go their way. If you just let everybody transfer whenever they want, free agency style. That is in the headlines with the ACC recently joining the Big Ten and others in publicly backing a proposal to allow all college athletes, regardless of sport, a one-time transfer without a penalty. Does that sound like too much chaos and bedlam and college-style free agency for your liking, you can chime in, pro or con, at 1-800-849-2761. More of my thoughts from my time away. It is great to be back. It is great to have Darren Vaught on the other side of this glass. Will will be the first voice you hear when you dial 1-800-849-2761. What would you do right now if you were Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred and the incoming continued for you and the cheating Houston Astros? I'll answer that question and mo- I'll jump into a lot of college basketball, a little hockey, a lot on a little other things. Tom Dundon later, Rod Boone later, Randolph Childress later this hour. You can be next with your question or comment by dialing 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Rob Schneider joining us on the David Glenn Show. When they try to have three days of the NFL draft on TV, my friends said, hey, you going to watch the NFL draft? That's like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction. <laughs> if you see that building over there in a couple of months, there's going to be some breasts in there. You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Randolph Childress of Wake Forest is being honored with his fellow ACC champions and his former coach Dave Odom tonight in Winston-Salem. Randolph, who also coaches his son Brandon there at Wake, will join us live in about 10 minutes. Rod Boone on the NBA, Tom Dundon, the Carolina Hurricanes owner, will drop by third hour. Your phone calls are welcome now on college basketball. Number six, Duke visiting near the bubble, NC State tonight. Number 11, Louisville trying to get out of a rut and hosting Syracuse tonight. Georgia Tech is the visitor as Wake Forest has a game tonight, but also all sorts of ceremony. Dave Odom, our recent guest, honored before the game with his banner going up into the rafters. The 1995 champions that he coached will be honored at halftime, including guys like Tim Duncan and our guest Randolph Childress. Todd in Kinston has baseball on his mind. I'll tell you why Drew Brees, Greg Olson, Jason Witten, and Ron Rivera were all in the NFL headlines while I took a day away in Columbia, South Carolina with my daughter Avery. And meanwhile, with spring training fully underway, more baseball players have joined the chorus of criticism toward Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred and the cheating Houston Astros. It was Dodgers star Justin Turner calling the commissioner, quote, out of touch after he referred to the World Series trophy as, quote, a piece of metal. He did later apologize for that, the commissioner. Mike Trout, the face of baseball and the best player in baseball, also chimed in with his critical comments. And today it was Yankee slugger Giancarlo Stanton, who earlier this morning said he believes the Astros are, quote, only sorry because they got caught. And he ridiculed the Astros owner, Jim Crane, who wasn't sure whether the Astros' sign-stealing gave them a competitive advantage. Stanton said that in that year when he hit 59 home runs with the Marlins before joining the Yankees, he said if he knew what pitch was coming, 
He would have hit 80 that year. And remember, the 59 were the most home runs by any player in baseball since 2001. So, yes, obviously, they're rolling their eyes just as most of us, most of us were when Jim Crane, the Astros owner, said he wasn't sure what competitive advantage the Astros got. LeBron James has joined this conversation. As we go to Todd and Kinston, and you can chime in as well on the new NCAA transfer rule proposal or Wolfpack Blue Devils, Louisville, Syracuse, and other college basketball. While I was away, the ACC joined the Big Ten and others in publicly backing a proposal to allow a one-time transfer with no penalty for all athletes. Will that lead to more transfers? Honest answer, yes. Are we already at a point in college athletics where we have more transfers than we've ever had? Honest answer, yes. Do you believe that this is the right thing to do anyway, despite the fact that transfers will continue to go up? Despite the fact that, yes, more kids will be likely to bail on difficult circumstances? I would say that, yes, it's still the right thing to do, in part because not all transfers are bad, but even more importantly, because we value freedom, generally speaking, right? These universities have freedom to recruit you or not, sign you or not, hire their coach or not, fire their coach or not. The coaches can leave or stay. They have all sorts of freedom. You can buy season tickets or not. You can renew or not. You have all sorts of freedoms, right? You can upgrade, you can downgrade, save a little money, sit in the upper deck, or maybe you want to be half court or 50-yard line. You have all sorts of choices. You have all sorts of freedom. Even though, of course, it is going to open the door for more transfers if the rest of the NCAA adopts this, which is now expected, perhaps as early as the next academic year, if you will. I think the pluses outweigh the minuses because in my time covering college sports, we've gone from a world where there were no, ready for this, there were no million-dollar-a-year coaches when I started covering college sports. None, none who cracked seven figures back in the later 80s. Now there are like there are million dollar coordinators. There are head coaches that can make 10 million in a year and any day now we're going to have our first 1 million dollar a year strength coach. Seriously, in major college sports. So the world has changed and I think giving athletes more freedom should be a part of that changing world now that college sports look semi-professional in many ways already. What was LeBron's two cents as we come to Todd and Kinston and then jump to Randolph Childress, the star from Wake Forest? LeBron wrote this on his Twitter handle, quote, Listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports, and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be bleeping irate, exclamation point. I mean like uncontrollable about what I would or could do, exclamation point. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your players speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, etc. they are about this. Literally, the ball is in your court, or should I say field, and you need to fix this for the sake of sports. One more exclamation point from LeBron. And then there's one of the longer hashtags I've ever seen. Darren, you can tell me if there's an exception to this. LeBron's hashtag, as he chimes in on the baseball scandal, is you ready for all this? Just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie, regardless my own sport I play. That's a long hashtag. Yeah, man. he's the only person in the history of social media to use that hashtag. I mean, you're gobbling up which a lot of your characters. The, which defeats the purpose right? of a hashtag. Yeah, I thought it's just, so. Yeah, like when I tweeted out Avery 
and me in Colombia. I mean, we took a photo with uh, Cocky, by the way. I didn't get that one up on social <laughs> media. But our road trip and, the, you know, the, the number one Lady Gam- Gamecocks basketball game, it was hashtag girl dad, right? It's only, what is that, eight characters? Yeah. Also, Counting universally hashtag, used. Sure. So, and popular. And popular. So there's a purpose Even to it. Even timely. And God knows I'm Absolutely. not that very often. Todd is in Kinston. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, Dave. Good to talk to you again. Thanks, man. Uh, first of all, before I get to baseball, I think you need to take Avery back to Columbia when the weather gets hot. You yeah. can really appreciate what so, Columbia So that really may like. put the Gamecocks a little lower on her list, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like the rain. We were dodging puddles yesterday, but almost everything else she liked. So uh, I will advise her, and I thank you for the input. Sure. My, my question to you was, what are your thoughts uh, about yeah, Manfred position as commissioner being in jeopardy because he's clearly not willing to take on the you know the players association and i i think people are starting to view him you know as as, as a weak commissioner and he's in a crisis if he had just yeah, ta- yeah taken the title away I, yeah i think a lot of this headache would have been you know would have been off yeah, off his off his shoulders. And one interesting thing, and Todd, put yourself. Let's say you and I were two major league baseball owners. Isn't it fun to be a billionaire just for a little while? Todd owns whomever, and I own another team. And you and I are having this conversation. I know part of the conversation about Rob Manfred, even from afar. And among the things that we discussed, and as a business owner, I have had employees that I did not like in one or two ways, but they were really good in five other ways. And I just sucked it up and appreciated their good and tolerated their bad. And sometimes that's just the way it goes, right? So I know this to be true. One, baseball revenues are up. And a lot of owners, maybe not Todd and Kinston or me, but a lot of owners say that Rob Manfred will make it through this crisis and he's going to take a lot of lumps and he's going to endure a lot of shrapnel and he's going to catch a lot of javelins. But baseball revenues are up. On Rob Manfred's watch. And oh, by the way, he has four more years left on his contract. Do we want to really pay him not to be our commissioner when he has four more de- years, years to go? I don't know the details of that contract, but I know it's that far into the future. And I know this to be true. They believe in Rob Manfred as a guy that when it comes to dealing suit to suit, even as he's losing this respect from the players, clearly, suit to suit, he is viewed as the guy well-positioned to negotiate the next collective bargaining agreement. And I think, Todd, you know the way the world works. If they really believe that he's the best guy to negotiate the next CBA and keep labor peace, they will swallow his missteps. They will deal with his public misstatements. They will let him go through this tornado where he is basically, you know, the pinata just taking wax left and right from baseball players. If they believe he's the right guy because revenues are up and he can negotiate the next CBA, he's going to keep his job through this hailstorm. If they stop believing those things, well, then, yeah, his job could be in jeopardy. But if I were a baseball owner, I certainly would not be advocating for his dismissal right now. Let's see where it all ends. Sometimes in the middle of crisis, crises, I wouldn't say do nothing. That's not usually a good idea. But sometimes just battening down the hatches for a while is not a bad idea. Because remember, you can't revisit players you gave immunity to. You can't reverse legalistic decisions that you made. You can't revisit the amount of the fine or the number of draft picks that you took away. You can't just say, oh, sorry, do-over. 
Like, it doesn't work that way, legally or in real life either, for the most part. So let them take more hits, and remember that we're in the first week of spring training. So once baseballs are thrown and batted, some of this will go away. He does have to deal with players and pitchers who have said, yeah, I might bean an Astro or two this year. Like, that's another crisis waiting to be addressed. But I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't fire him in the middle of the hailstorm, especially as long as I have confidence in his ability to do those other things. But does he deserve a disastrous grade for handling this crisis? Absolutely, yes. Baseball is in a lot of the wrong headlines, and, you know, he apologized for this part, but he did when he called the World Series trophy a piece of metal, he alienated a lot of players to the point that you wonder if it doesn't bleed all the way up to the Players Association, people that he does have to negotiate with on the next collective bargaining agreement. More on baseball, more on a big night in college basketball a little bit later. On the other side, college basketball with a different twist. Randolph Childress is one of the greatest players in Wake history. He's a Deacons assistant coach, leads among others his own son, Brandon, star player for the Deeks. The 1995 ACC champion Wake basketball team is being honored tonight in Winston-Salem as Wake hosts Georgia Tech. Dave Odom was our guest recently. His banner is going up into the rafters. Randolph Childress, Tim Duncan, and the rest of the 95 crew are going to be celebrated in their own way tonight. The coach, the super dad himself, Randolph Childress, next on the David Glenn Show. Mac Brown of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show. to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is one of the great players in the history of Wake Forest basketball. He has a really cool father-son thing going on as we speak on top of that as a Wake assisted basketball coach. He was a first-round NBA draft pick back in 1995, but not before he and Tim Duncan and our recent guest, Coach Dave Odom, helped the Deeks to the 1995 ACC title. That team is being honored tonight in Winston-Salem as the Deeks host Georgia Tech. We are speaking, of course, about Randolph Childress. Randolph, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Oh, I'm great, man. Thanks for having me back. It's great to have you. I happen to be the father of a 20-year-old son. And if I read on his social media what I read, your Brandon Childress tweeted about you, dude, my eyes would have been faucets. So when you read, I love you, man, I can't thank God enough for this blessing, best father, coach, supporter, best friend, brother, anybody can ask for. Tell us, does Brandon talk to you that way on a regular basis? Or when you saw that on social media, was it kind of a wow moment for you the way it was for me from afar? I pulled over and I cried. Oh, man. I, uh, he, he, I did. I was driving. I was, we were on our way, and I was headed to the airport, and I pulled over and I cried. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's – um, He's you know, he's typical like these kids. He'll he'll text you it's like they'll text you from the bedroom, you know, like, Hey, what you doing? I mean, he he'll text you more than he says it. But no, we've gotten better at you know, saying it and, and uh I I you, you you never take it for granted, you know. And he knows how special he is to me and, and, and how I feel about him and, and I do to him and so when he you know, when you share that, um 
Yeah, I did. I I, I pulled over and, and and had a moment, and was just just grateful and thankful that I've 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 done right by my my, my family. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you you probably have a long list of cool things from your career, college pro, and now coaching. Um, you know, my son does the same thing. It'll be the little emojis, you know, kind of, yeah. sort of, but not exactly telling me how much he cares right. about his dad or right, whatever. Right, right. But you man, get the hard he, emotions oh, or something. He, he communicates at 20 years old, Coach. I was kind of a bad guy at 17 years old. You know, I had to draw too many lines <laughs> and enforce them. And now I'm like a cool buddy again. So uh, this is with your son, Brandon, being a senior. Uh, just tell us more about this journey because some coaches might not have wanted to have, you know, their own son on their own college team. You know what? It's something I didn't seek out any advice upon it happening. Um, I was grateful that for the opportunity. And, it's, you know, I don't say it's up and down. It's way more ups than the downs. I think the yeah. downs was just a process of, of, of him separating the difference in coach and dad. Um, I'd always say dad's going to win out. Um, I won't always be your coach, but I will always be your dad. So um, for me, it was, it was you know, the toughest part was just getting on him when I'd coach him really hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'd come, he'd come home for, you know, home-cooked meal and, and there wasn't a lot of communication. And I'm just like, okay, well, again, I'm dad. I don't, have to, I don't have to bow down because you're upset with me. It's like, all right, get over yourself and get over it. I, I was right. Uh, you know, that's part of coaching, accept and get over it. And so once we got past that, uh, it's been awesome. It's been amazing. And, and we, we leave locker room or, 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 or I can get on them basketball-wise, and then it's on to life. And, and, and we've, uh, you know, just his growth and, and, and his relationships with people and everything else and seeing that grow and, and being a part of that, it's just been an amazing ride. Randolph Childress of Wake Forest is with us. He was an All-American. He was first-team All-ACC. He was the ACC Athlete of the Year during his time as a player with the Demon Deacons. Now, of course, an assistant coach under Danny Manning as Wake hosts Georgia Tech tonight, and there's all sorts of fun festivities. Before we get into Tim Duncan and Dave Odom and, and your role on that 1995 ACC title team, uh, would, would we all laugh if, like, we were in the Wake locker room and asked a bunch of 18- to 22-year-olds, like, what they do or do not know about the 1995 ACC champion uh, Deacons or even more generally, you know, what you might have looked like as a player back in the day? They, they would laugh. They, they actually saw uh, – we were traveling on one of the games uh, a week or so ago, and, and, and the, I think the 94 semifinal game or the 94, 94 game against Carolina was on. And so, you know, it, the things that you get on the guys about now, I'm like, oh, your footwork. So they would get on me like, coach, I saw the, the tape. You hopped in in your shot. And I'm like, all right, well, do as I say and not what I did. And, you yeah. know, so we kind of <laughs> had a good time with that. But, uh, you know, we obviously look different. Hair, for me, is different. Timmy probably looked great. Probably has more hair now than he had back then. But, um, you know, for Odom and I, Coach O and I, we, we, we have a little less than we had back then. Coach, you are among many other things. I mean, Jersey in the rafters, super dad, family guy, All-American, all this stuff, former NBA player. You're a meme. You're a, you're a gif or a jif or whatever the kids call it. <laughs> you're crossover with UNC's Jeff McGinnis, and I was there as a young journalist for that, is, is sort of like immortal. Like, have you had fun with that over the years? Have you and McGinnis ever crossed paths and talked about that you know in the in the aftermath because uh you're gonna kind of live forever because of that crossover in some other great place yeah jeff and i have never acknowledged that, it, that it's even happened <laughs> you know we're, we see each other we're cordial um 
you know, obviously there's a tremendous amount of mutual respect sure. for one another, you know, competing against each other. But we've never we've never discussed it and talked about it. I get it. Um, <laughs> you know, guys have obviously teased him a little bit, so I can imagine he has some some trepidation about about talking to me about it or anything like that. But uh, and that's cool. I mean, we're we're, we're bigger than that. We'll, we'll leave it alone. It'll be brought up to him <laughs> enough and brought up to me enough that we'll we'll be a part of it. But no, it's it. You know, you said that move. It was never part of. Uh, it was never intended to happen. You can never predict that yeah. someone will fall, but. Again, it's just fun, you know, a couple of guys competing at at, at the highest level, and, and uh, you know, it, it, with ambitions of making it to the highest level, and, and, and you know, we were fortunate enough to pull that out. But I had no idea that that would happen. I mean, and, and on that stage, yeah, you can't script that. Randolph Childress is with no. us on Twitter. If you want to follow Coach, he's R twenty two Childress at R twenty two Childress. Brandon in the Deeks, of course, taking the court tonight against Georgia Tech. It'll be Coach Childress and Coach Odom and everybody else being celebrated before the game right. and at halftime. Uh, Timmy Duncan is uh, – I've been writing for 34 years, Coach, and he is on the short list right. of the guys I had to work the hardest – to write like what was a glowing article about him. And there wasn't anything controversial about it. It was just like, Timmy D, man, I can't write 20,000 words about you and not quote you somewhere in the article. Give me one quote. Email me a quote. Uh, how do you describe that guy? Because he's an unbelievable combination from afar of, of course, just insane success. He's a charitable guy. He's a family guy. Right. And he just doesn't right. like talking about himself all that much. No, he doesn't. And you know what's funny is that I'm I'm fortunate enough to, to, to be in that inner circle and see the other side. So I don't get that. I get the fun guy. I get yeah. the joking guy. I get that. And so it's it's I'm 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 blessed enough and, and to be a friend and um looking forward to him being around today and a part of the festivities and, and you know, he'll stay at the house and we'll catch up tonight and, and just um, but I, I get to see that, you know, and, yeah. and so that's that's the fun part. So, but but I do understand who and how he is, and he's true to who he who, who he is, and and that 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 part you 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 know you respect about him, and um, you're lucky still to get him on a phone, right? Like that's the funny part about it. Like it's still you know don't take it personal just for you guys. <laughs> it's like you, can, you know if you if you got one phone call to make and you, you know and it's a dire situation, I don't know if you call Tim. He may get it three days later. <laughs> That's Virgin Islands time. Little Timmy Duncan yeah, in the house tonight. He, he is a he's a top down convertible going kind of guy. Um, he he is he is that's definitely the case with him. As a coach yourself, I can't remember if you had in the back of your mind as a young man, you know, maybe getting into coaching someday. Timmy D told us for years that he didn't think that was going to be for him. Uh, were you surprised when he ended up uh, cooperating with the Spurs and you know, kind of uh, moving into that different role? Shocked. I was. I was as shocked that he was coaching as, as much as I was shocked that he actually wore a suit during his retirement <laughs> ceremony. I, I was—I don't know which one surprised me more. Um, he actually made a reference that I know you lost a bet because I bet that he wouldn't wear a suit because I didn't think he owned one. And uh, <clears throat> so I was really surprised with that. And so deciding to, to that he was coaching, I, I don't know which one more shocked me more. 25 years is a long time, so, of course, it's also a reason to celebrate an anniversary like tonight right. for you guys. Right. Uh, as busy as your lives are, right, you're, you're older gentlemen, you have jobs, right. you have families. Right. Can you, right. in modern technology, can you have, you know, 1995 Deacons group texts? Can you keep in touch? How, how often or rarely do you see each other leading into an, a special night like tonight? Um. 
You know what? We've always remained friends throughout. I think the great thing about today that brings more people connected to one another is because it's it's you know you're putting a banner in of Coach Odom that's that, that's long overdue, yeah. and the amount of people that he's uh, you know a life that he's affected is goes far beyond just the '95 team. Um, special group of men, uh, absolutely. Um, just amazing people and, 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 and all around the board and see where they are now in their lives and how successful they are and who they are. It just, just made it even more special and, and also shows you how difficult it is. Um, is the biggest thing that I've taken from it even now. Yeah. And I think Brandon kind of reminds me of that. It's like, wait a minute, my son's about to graduate from college. Right. Like, you know, I was in college when it happened. So uh, it just shows you how hard it was. And then and in order to do that, um, even thinking about that record or something that was, you know, that I don't even know how long it's been since it was broken before, you know, I think it was 30 or 37 years or something before I broke it. So, and now you're adding 25 years to that. So that, that it just tells you how difficult it is and what it takes to actually accomplish that. So um, you never take it for granted. It is absolutely amazing and great to see everybody come back and be a part of things. It's, it's uh it's, you know, it's not difficult. It's not easy to do. It's the middle of the week. And, I mean, you got Barry Candy flying from California. Cool. I mean, everybody, you know, Tim's coming in and his schedule was hectic and for the break. And, I mean, it's he won't be in here 24 hours. I mean, guys are making tremendous sacrifice to, to come back and be a part of it. And it just makes us that much more special. We're celebrating in style tonight at the Joel. Be there early for Coach Odom's banner, as as uh, Coach Childress just said, an overdue honor for Dave Odom, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, I asked you a lot of questions that are really hard to put into words, Coach, so I thank you for uh, bearing with me here. But no, I'll give no you, problem. I'll give you no one more. I love Coach sure. Odom so much, and I even love the late, great uh, Skip Prosser so much that when I get asked – as just a dude that's been around a long time, that you know, a young person asks, "How do you summarize Dave Odom back when he was coaching, or, or as a person, you know, or Skip Prosser back when he was coaching?" It's hard to boil that stuff down because they're such special men. But I'm going to ask you anyway. You know, with Coach Odom's overdue honor happening today, uh, how do you right. just put into perspective what he meant to you? You know, why you wanted to play for him, and I imagine you've been able to cultivate an even different relationship in these decades that have passed since you were together. You know, on the Wake roster. I um, I'll go back to to my playing days. I think it's seeing something, seeing who I was and what I was, and allowing me to flourish, being that way, and then teaching me other ways to get there, other avenues to get there. Yeah. And and even and what I mean by that is even the Tim. Tim was so quiet. Tim was so reserved. I was always full force ahead, a hundred miles an hour. Let's go more, more, more. And he helped me see, hey, we can get there even Tim's way. You know, there's different ways to get there and help me become a better leader of people um, in doing so and, and bringing the best out of everyone. And he, he, he saw those characteristics and traits in me, and, and he helped bring them out even more, and, and I'm forever indebted to him for that. Um, even as an adult now, I um, I called him a couple of months ago, and I said to him, I just needed to sit down and it was a random phone call, and I just needed to tell him how special he was to me. Cool. And how I I um, I'm not, I'm the man that I am today because of of, of his guidance. It's not just you know recruiting me to come to Wake Forest. I've leaned on him um, as a man, uh, you know, and, and who has a family. And, and I've leaned on him and seen seen the example he set for us as a father, 
and and uh, and this is interaction with people, and it's always been bigger than basketball with him, and, and I'm forever indebted to him. Now everybody across the whole state of North Carolina is crying by the side of the road after pulling over, listening to these stories from Randolph Childress. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, I'll leave you. You with know that. it is. I mean, that, that, but that's the truth. The one for oh, yeah. was it was that I mean, well, I mean, alive with, with, with what something like that from their kids. I mean, that that and it's unexpected. There was no rhyme or reason. It yeah. wasn't leading up to anything. It was just a, I'll, I'll tell a you random what, day. And I had a ton of people say that to me. If I were Coach Odom, I'd have been crying after receiving that phone call from you. And if I were you i'd have been crying after getting that uh, yeah, tweet yeah, from your son I i'll leave you with I this uh the, the legendary unc guard phil ford joins our show regularly and we once asked him what was the greatest honor he ever received you know and everybody's thinking what's well, going to be this championship or this player right. of the year award or whatever and his answer some called it corny i thought it was cool he said when somebody tells my mom or dad what a good person i've turned out to be and I thought Absolutely. that was so creative, and it applies to you. It applies to your son, Brandon. Uh, it applies yeah. to Coach Odom. So, uh, you know, you guys have all sorts of other success as well. But uh, that story just made me think of you and your family. So thank you for spending some time with us here at the David Glenn Show on what is uh, such a special day for you, your teammates, your coach, and everybody else at Wake Forest. I hope you have fun tonight. I will. Thank you. You got it. Randolph Childress on Twitter at R22Childress. If you want to follow Brandon, star guard in his senior year, I don't know the story behind this one. Do you, Darren? He, I don't even know if I can read this. It's at agent. How many underscores is that? That's two underscores. Two yeah. at agent underscore <laughs> underscore zero. Yeah. There's got to be a good story behind that. Maybe right? not. Maybe, no? I don't know. Maybe agent underscore zero and agent zero. No underscore was taken. taken. Yeah. All right. Just because the number, that's the, like, Randolph wore 22. Just, that's just a play on his jersey number? I think so. Agent underscore underscore yeah. zero. All right, we'll have to have Brandon on <laughs> to figure that out. You don't have a son, man. You guys would have been weeping by the side of the road if you saw that tweet from your son the way Randolph saw that from Brandon. That was just within the last couple of weeks, man. As the guy's about to, you know, move to the next level and leave with a diploma at Wake Forest, Pretty cool that uh, Wake, of course, hosts Georgia Tech tonight, but Dave Odom uh, is honored with his banner in the rafters before the game, the 1995 ACC champion Deacons, honored at halftime, Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress included. Two great guests later, that allows more for your phone calls in between, 1-800-849-2761. Tom Dundon owns the Carolina Hurricanes. He's celebrating the awarding of a stadium series game to the Canes early next year. Tom Dundon, third hour. Rod Boone on the NBA. That regular season resumes after the All-Star break tomorrow night. Kane's doing well on the ice, by the way, beyond that other big news. Those guests are later. More of your phone calls leading up to those guests on the David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? You're listening to The David Glenn Show. What do you expect from your favorite college basketball team the rest of the way? Different answers for Duke, State, Carolina, Wake, and others. I'll offer mine. We'll take yours. The transfer rule, too. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join next. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always believed in us i guess you were the wind beneath our wings there you go how's that <laughs> do we but, have uh, background music that's for that? right that's bat there we go 
keep it right here on the David Glenn Show.